0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts
1: now. All right. Uh, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I am Matt, and today I have with me Pastor Brian. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Man, what
0: have you been up to? We uh you know, we're doing stuff. It's uh it's the spring and it's uh baseball season's coming and little league's happening and oh yeah. Softball's happening and all the sports. Five K's coming up and just all the stuff, um family life, uh life with four kids and uh running around doing doing the stuff. We're playing uh, you know, zone defense on the <laughs> my wife and I I'm trying to pull it off with four kids everywhere.
1: Yeah, no, I feel the same way. You know, it's uh we have three kids in sports and their practices did not align this uh, time, and it, when that happens, it's like one goes to Rockledge, one goes to Vieira, one goes to Melbourne, and then at least we have Fridays off. Like that was like I was we super happy day. with yep. that. We had two days last fall, yep. like pre-Christmas. We had Wednesday and Friday, and it was nice. like yeah! yes, yes, you know. And so yeah, we're we're with you on that, enjoying the weather. This is great golfing weather too. I love to get outside you got to yeah. know
0: this is the reason the snowbirds come. This oh, is yeah. why people come from the north, because it's, it's springtime and it's 70s. That's why we 70s. move here a
1: lot of times.
0: Well, it's
1: nice. Love it. So uh, what else? What's been going on? we got a race coming up. Let us know about that.
0: Yeah, we do. We have a 5K race. It's called the Cupid 5K. It'll be Saturday, the 15th, this Saturday. You can still register. You can go online uh, to our website, eccc.us, and... Uh, to our events page there, I think, forward, forward slash uh, events, and uh, drop down there, Cupid 5K. And I believe the, the price is $20, $25, and it's a fundraiser for youth camp. And so maybe you'd come out and walk or uh, jog. If you're a runner, come on and run. Compete. You're probably going to you know place in your division. There's uh, usually around 200 runners or so. It'll be a fun day and you know a fun morning, actually. I think it starts at 8 o'clock. You're out of here by, you know depending on how much you want to hang around, you might be out of here by 8.30, or if you walk it, maybe 9 o'clock. Or, but it's a good morning, and should be a great day. So... Send some kids off to youth camp and have an incredible encounter with God.
1: Do you have like a place for like ninth or 11th place? Because that's what I was thinking. Like if I jumped in, I might get like 12th place.
0: A 12th place? We'll give you a a slap on the butt. Hey, good game. (laughs) Good game. Good game or a high five. It's good stuff. I'm coming. Come on. You're coming for the slap.
1: Yeah, it's a great race because you get uh, you got your runners, you got your yeah. like competitive runners, and then you got those that are just there supporting uh, teenagers. So you got your walkers and you know joggers, and it's a it's a great time. I I don't run anymore, but I usually go and watch, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. So really recommend you doing that. And we got other some great things coming up. One thing is a marriage conference. It's going to be May first. That'll be really great. Put that on your calendar. You'll see information coming out about that, but that'll coincide with our relationship series at East Coast, so if you really want to work hard on your relationships, uh, it really starts Easter Sunday, which is, what, the 10th? No, the 11th 11th is is Easter Sunday. That really starts our relationship push, so you're going to basically, through the whole month of April weekend after weekend about relationships. And then we'll jump into a marriage conference on May 1st. So be checking that out. Also, we're going to have a men's conference or a men's uh, competition rather on May 18th at Wickham Park. Be paying attention uh, for that. And then we'll have a women's conference in October. So these are great things to put on your calendar, invite friends to. Uh, We have people that drive from all over the state for these things. Last uh, last year, we had people coming down from Jacksonville and Pensacola and Destin, Florida, to be a part of the conference and just to just to come. And uh, you know, there was a conference called Shine that a lot of people from this area used to go up to. Well, some of the Shine people are coming down here now because uh, they don't do Shine's women's conference anymore. And they were so like excited last time. They said, "Man, this is like this is like Shine, but it's your own thing. Like you can feel your own personality on this, but this." said they said man this feels just like shine so really encourage me paying attention to some of those things as we go forward but morning breath you can find more information about anything that we're saying and morning breath on eccc.us or get our podcast, or call 321-452-1060 to get a guide sent out to you. Um, you can check the app as well, or follow us on YouTube to listen to messages, uh, see past and present sermons um, online. Um, let's jump into the chapter today, uh, February 11th, Luke 11. Yeah. So, wow, that's great, 11-11. That's rare. But uh, let's do this. And... Um, you're going to read first, if you wouldn't mind, and go ahead and read to verse, I don't know, what's 54 divided by 2? There's a break after 28. 27, 8. Okay, yeah. perfect. Read to 28, and I'll jump in on 29, and I must say to you, read, sir. All right, Luke
0: 11 from uh, New Living Translation. Uh, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this though he won't do it for his friendship's sake if you keep knocking long enough he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence and so i tell you keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open you fathers if your children ask for fish do you give them a snake instead or if you if they ask for an egg do you give them a scorpion of course not So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? One day Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak. And when the demon was gone, the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed, but some of them said, No wonder he casts out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Others trying to test Jesus demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He knew their thoughts, and and so he said, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say, I am empowered by Satan, but if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? And if I am empowered by Satan, what about you? What about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For when a strong man is fully armed and guards his palace, his possessions are safe, until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his weapons, and carries off his belongings. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home in, in all swept and in order." Then the spirit finds seven other spirits, even more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that and so that person is worse off than before. As he was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out, God bless your mother, the womb from which you came, the breast that nursed you. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are you who hear the word of God and put it into practice.
1: And while the crowds were thickly gathering together, he began to say, this is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed greater... Then Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand, that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light, as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light." As he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and sat down to eat. When the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones, do not heed who made the outside clean excuse me, did not he who made the outside make the inside also, but rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. But woe to you Pharisees for you tithe mint and rue and all manners of herbs and pass by justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done and without leaving the others undone. Woe to you Pharisees for you love the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, Hypocrites, for you are like the graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things you reproach us also. And he said, Woe to you also, lawyers, for you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers kill them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and you build their tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill and persecute that the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the temple. Yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves, and those who were entering in you hindered. And as he said these things to them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to assail him vehemently and to cross-examine him about many things, lying in wait for him and seeking to catch him in something he might say, that they might accuse him. Amen. Amen. All right. This chapter... Basically, goes like in two wild directions. One yeah. is we're very familiar with the Lord's Prayer, yeah. and then he gets all fired up at the Pharisees and the lawyers and the scribes. And so, um, as we look at this chapter, what did you see? What what did you what stood out to you that you might want to talk about today?
0: You know, I. I, I love the, the the part of this show that it's you know this isn't a teaching program this is like a daily devotion you know the things that stick out to you and so for me the thing that's sticking out to me most is just this concept of like making sure that the inside that we're working on the inside and not just polishing the outside you know many times as a as a believer or you know our, our culture at times is very um, very focused on our image if you will like kind of the exterior this you know this front of like hey what do we look like what you know what is what did, what do people say about us all these things on the Outside, but Jesus' concern for no matter who he encountered was the inside. Many, many times. Now he would take care of some physical needs. You see somebody who couldn't speak, and he, you know, in this chapter, and he, and he heals him. But he was very, very concerned about the inside, the inner part. And so he's talking to him pretty strongly, going, "Hey, you look like a whitewashed, na na na." You know, and just starts going on and on about how. F- how you know, they've just been polishing up the outside and not taking heed to what should really be going on in their hearts, and so um, I don't know. I was challenged by this. This is verse forty-two It's talking about the tithe. It says, "What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens or your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but don't neglect the other things as well, like the more important things. Like you know, we can get so caught up on just doing quote unquote what's right versus actually having the heart, you know, the heart of the matter." And, just being being compelled by love and being moved by compassion instead of just doing what's right, quote unquote, all the time. And so um, I can be a I can be a rule follower. I can be pretty black and white, and uh, just a challenge again to go. You know what? Let's check the heart. Let's let's uh, let's make sure that our heart is in the right position again, and um, we're not just doing things because it's what we do, quote unquote.
1: Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I totally agree with you. In fact, uh, I think the a big word that defines humanity in general. Um, And really what Jesus was talking about here, as well as what many of us uh, struggle with today, is this word ego. You know, Jesus was, uh, he was kind of anti-ego. You know, he'd bust, he'd kind of bust these guys up because they were always working on the outside. They were talking a lot. They were talking a big game. Um, You know, we might even say, man, uh," you know, we see that talk. We see that talk like every day now. You can get on social media and you can get on different platforms and just see the talk like you see people talking more about what they're doing than doing anything and there's something great about that quiet grind of just like i'm getting it done i'm after it i'm going for it i got my head down i'm 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 just doing what you're talking about like i'm doing quietly I'm, i'm going for it you're talking about it i'm doing it you're You're talking the big game, and then the other thing is this word passion uh people are led so much by their passion, and that um that's another form of ego that we don't even realize that's out there. It's like follow your passion and and get your passion going next thing you know you're just after your passion and I gotta tell you it's it sounds great, you yeah. know like i I remember and I still like I have things i'm quote unquote passionate about um That could really actually distract me from the uh, the things I really just need to go ahead and do and like get done and i would be passionate about this and passionate about that and I got all these dreams and all these things and you know like let's just try let's try combing your hair and making your bed you know you know let's let's try some stuff like that like before you think you're mister you know I'm gonna do all this fancy stuff let's try some of the simple things you know you have discipline like can you wake up on time can can you get moving and can you get going on the things that you actually have in your life right now can you master uh, what you've got and then let's talk about being, you know, doing all this world-changing stuff. And uh, so, I, a lot of this has to do with our ego. Yeah, you know, we're we're following, uh, we're following the ego, and the ego often follows this path where you, you do the right things, you meet the right people, you get promoted, all of this stuff, and it leads you to this position, or. You can work with excellence, and then the Bible says, "Then all you do in word and deed do is in the glory of the Lord." You're not doing it for the glory of yourself in that position. You're doing it. You're working for God now, and when you start working for God, um, I, I'll tell you what: promotion may or may not come, but I'll tell you what you might. You'll be significant. Like yeah. you'll make an right. impact and you'll make a difference, and there's a lot more satisfaction in that. Uh, than there is just getting promoted and and being in some position because I've been promoted and I've been put in different leadership roles and they are not always what they cracked up to be. And and they don't always feel as great as you think they're going to feel. You know, sometimes it can be like, wow, this, this is it, you know, like this, whoa, you know? And, and so next thing you know, you're like, okay, well, I just still got to be faithful to the Lord, no matter what position you're in. And I still got to just honor God with what I do and give, give my all to him. And he, give him glory, then my life will line up. And so I love, I love what you're saying. Um, in fact, there's a book, it's not a Christian book. Um, I I preface that. I, not that I have a problem with non-Christian books. I'm reading this book, but I'm gonna let you know it isn't, it isn't like scripture. Like, you know, if you're catching this on morning breath, we, a lot of times, obviously highlight the Bible. Um, but it's called ego is the enemy and, uh, it's a secular book. There's cursing in it, you know, all of that. So don't be surprised. But, um, point is, it's a very, very good book about your ego. Another great book about pride, and I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's written by Timothy Keller. And uh, he talks about pride and he talks about the ego and how it gets inflated. And it's based on Corinthians and it's super powerful. And uh, it talks about insecurity and pride are basically the same thing. One's a deflated balloon and one's an inflated balloon. And uh, the only way to get your Bubble burst is by having a bubble to burst in the begin with, <laughs> so get rid of that bubble, wow. you know, get rid of that pride wow. don't you, you can't you can't be discouraged like insecure and wounded by somebody if you're not puffed up, yeah they can't hurt you
0: yeah
1: god's you got God on your side you so you need to be filled with the rock, not with a bunch of air Come so on. it's pretty pretty good stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, I, even the the very like in the new living at least the very few um, the first few words of this chapter I think like for me stuck as is once Jesus was in a certain place praying like he was praying somewhere and it didn't matter where he was he was going to be praying you know like there's this there's this image of like we have to we have to pray a certain way we have to like they're even asking him teach us to pray like we want to do it right you know like there's this concept of I want to do it all right and it is good to do it right it's good to do it with excellence like you're saying like but. Does it matter as much of where you're doing it even like, you know, oh, you come to the temple and you do all these things and, you know, you stand in the, in the, on the street corners and you and you pray this certain way versus Jesus just kind of narrowing it down going, you know what? Talk talk to him like you're talking to a friend here. You know, like knock on the door like you're at a friend's house, and you had a friend come over and you need some help with something. You yeah. know, like this. He's just trying to simplify so many of the rules and the and the hard quote unquote things or the have tos and turn them into let's let's get to do these things. Let's remember this a relationship, and we get to do this. And you know, you can you can pick at all the you know all the pieces of what we have to do as a believer. But hopefully there's a there's a freedom that you're experiencing today in the gospel of going. You know what I get to do this with a friend, a friend that's closer than a brother, and we get to be a part of you know getting the light of the the gospel out to the you know the highways and the byways, and I just love it. I love that he was having dinner with people, and you know we see so much of Jesus just really on display, and you know he is doing some teaching here, and he's really kind of pressing on him a little bit to go, hey, let's let's make some course correction, let's let's change some behavior things, but it starts with the heart. So
1: that's really like good. A, you know. I want to point something out that uh, stood out to me, yeah. and one of the reasons why it stood out to me, honestly, is because I went to Israel, and I, I see this in a different context that I, I don't think I would have got uh, if I hadn't gone there, just because I didn't really pay attention to things like this. But it's a really weird scripture. It says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. It's verse 44 in Luke 11. For you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Yeah. Um, I, that's It's kind of obscure. And like, I'm like, I don't know if I would have caught this, but when I was in Israel, um, I believe it's the the Lion's Gate. I think that's the name of it in Jerusalem. And that's the gate that Jesus in the uh, Messiah is and is supposed to walk through. OK. And what uh, what the um, I believe the Muslims did is they planted when they took over Jerusalem, a bunch of graves. Right there, in front of that gate, because Jews will not walk over a grave, okay they will not go into graveyards, they will not walk in the land they they will not do that it's considered you know an abomination to them, and so they believe so much so that this Messiah will be coming, uh, and they don't want him to come that they put a bunch of graves in front of the giant gate, oh. and they sealed the gate, and which is pretty wild, like they legitimately believe that. There's a Messiah coming, like the second coming, and they want to prevent that. And so for Jesus to say, look, you guys are like graves, and there's people that are walking over you that are unaware that you even exist, this is like a super insult. And this is what I saw. Jesus went to the Pharisees, the scribes, and the lawyers, and was like, I'm picking a fight with you. This is like going up to Johnny Cochran, Morgan & Morgan, Uh, ruby giuliani like the congress the senate donald trump joe biden and picking a fight and saying i'm taking you guys down like bring it you guys have ruled this place too long and i'm not saying i'm against these guys that i named i'm just saying like to the most powerful lawyers businessmen influencers in the known world and said guys if you don't get on board with this you're going down. Yeah. Which meant that Jesus was under so much scrutiny that if they could find a problem with him, yeah. they would have. Yeah. Like think about that for a second. Like imagine if you went to the most powerful uh, influencers in the world plus the lawyers and the scribes were people would would be like contract writers for the bi- you know the Bible. Like yeah. they kept the Bible in line, okay? And Jesus said the, what you're doing's wrong. So now tell me this, would they find something wrong with your life? Yeah. Would they find something wrong with my life? You'd be picking at it. They'd find it. Yeah. Like whatever you have ever done wrong, they'd find it. Yeah. Yet Jesus was found faultless oh. and blameless. Like we say he was a sinless man. We kind of glaze over that a little bit. He was sinless with the most powerful, aggressive fault finders after him yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Yet they could not find any fault. In fact, the only thing they had against him, which is why he was crucified, is that he claimed to be the Messiah. Yeah. That was it. Like, he didn't, they couldn't find nothing. Yeah. Like, not a sin, not a thing. They had, I mean, he feeds, oh, you're not obeying the Sabbath. He'd be like, look at the Bible. The Bible says you can do this. Like, oh, you're not doing this right. Well, look at the Word of God. I'm doing it. Because the Word of God says I can do it. Like, they couldn't find anything wrong with Jesus. He was, and here's the point, he was sinless so that when he died for your sins, you might be forgiven. The faults that would be found by the lawyers, by the scribes, like Jesus said, I'm covering those and we are forgiven uh, by Jesus Christ. And he was scrutinized to the T. I hope you can take encouragement in that.
0: It's a it's a radical thing to think that he could live that way intentionally led of the spirit to do that the only way he could physically do that in the natural on the planet earth here is to be led by the spirit, right? And so the spirit could actually show him, could, you know, encounter and, you know, fight some of these fights of these battles that he took on and still be blameless, like still be yeah. faultless, you know, like think of the anger and the frustration that could have arisen in this process, but he didn't, and yeah. they did that all for us. We're going to take a break and uh, we'll get right back to it. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco.
1: Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting & Associates We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor We're located in Cocoa Village but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities We also offer many discounts military, senior, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given We're at 454-4531 That's 454-4531 Barfield Contracting Treating you like family God bless you The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133 for more information. That's 452-1060 or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is morning, morning, breath. morning, breath. morning, morning breath. All right. well welcome back. Real, a real quick thought here at the end. Um, actually, I'm going to switch thoughts. I'm going to go to the final verse that uh, lined with what I was saying earlier. After Jesus said these things, the scribes and the Pharisees began to assail him vehemently and to cross-examine him about many things. And what was happening here is Jesus was being scrutinized, and in the end he was found to be uh, totally innocent, but he died on the cross for our sins. And I know that oftentimes we feel the same way. Like we, we might, uh, you know, we wouldn't have to look pretty hard to find things wrong with us. And, uh, you know, sometimes people are cross examining us. They're looking for our faults. They're, they're looking for one bit of weakness that, that they might step on and step on, Maybe step on your neck to, to move up in this world. And here's the thing. Jesus died for your sins, and he died for the sins that you you find that nobody knows about. He died for the sins that other people are pointing out to put you down. He died for those sins that you might have the grace of God in your life now yeah. and be forgiven. And here's, here's what I'm going to say is walk in that forgiveness, but uh, actually give that forgiveness to other people. Begin to show others uh, that, you know what, you might have messed up in this world. But Jesus loves you, and I love you, and uh, we're going to give you grace, and we're going we're to give you what we want for ourselves. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.